morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building. And we have a very special guest joining us, a renowned film and television actress, author, producer, and now crypto educator, Darcy Donovan, is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm very excited for today's episode. Today in Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how a new decentralized Twitter is available on the Apple App Store. Is this the beginning for decentralized social media? Two companies with over $12 trillion in assets under management are quickly moving into the crypto space, while the CEO and founder of ARK Invest, Kathy Woods, is claiming Bitcoin will reach seven figures by 2030. The United States Air Force is now leveraging public blockchain technology, and with the digital revolution already upon us, we break down the details, preparing our listeners for the bull run of a lifetime. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, and for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, you already know we got some amazing news prepared for today, but we have a very special guest. So I'm excited. How you feeling, my friend? Oh, baby, I always get excited when you get to that live part. But first of all, let me start like I do every morning. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And I am super excited. We got the man with the best hair in the house. George Clooney would be. He, George Clooney, would be jealous of that head of hair, but I am super excited today, Abs. I've been chatting with my friend Darcy for a while on Twitter, and we finally got her here today. So, Darcy, so happy to have you. I can't wait to hop into it, Abs. Very excited for today's show. And, Gonzo, we got some great Ethereum news prepared for our listeners. But before we get into it, how are you feeling, my friend? And thanks for being here. I'm feeling great. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. It's going to be a great show. Super excited to meet Darcy. So it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, it's going to be a volatile day, right? We got the FOMC meeting uh, and then uh, the Ethereum testnet for the Shanghai upgrade went live. So uh, it's going to be an interesting day. And Darcy, I'm very excited to have you on the show this morning. For anybody who doesn't know, she may look familiar. If you were watching Anchorman, Darcy was in that movie. So we can talk about that later in the show. But Darcy... <laughs> How are you feeling? And thank you for being here. It's a great background you have. Thank you. I am really excited to be here. Uh, I love seeing you gentlemen. And uh, I love my Johnny Crypto. <laughs> You're not the only one, Darcy. And we're going to start the show off the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. Johnny Crypto, the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is in moderate fear. Actually, we're in greed this morning, sitting at a 56. I'd love for you to just address that real quickly. Is it something our listeners should be aware of? Well, like I tell our listeners all the time, when you see the word greed, replace it with sell. When you see the word fear, replace it with buy. You do just the opposite of what everybody else is doing so you don't get to be everybody else's liquidity. So right now, Abs, if you were buying and if you're a trader and you're thinking about, oh, I'm on the fence, what should I do? The smart money is selling right now. I would not fight against the smart money. Absolutely, Johnny Crypto. And we're going to dive into the total coin market cap. We are sitting at $1.04 trillion in total coin market cap this morning. Bitcoin is 42% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 23000 Ethereum, 1600 XRP is $0.39. Cents. 
Cardano is 37 cents. And one of our favorites, Quant Network, is down 10% on the week, sitting at 136. But Darcy, I'd love to get some comments from you. 2022 is a brutal year for the entire crypto market. And anybody who just got involved during the bull run, they took a major hit. Now, I know you've been in this market for quite a while. So how are you operating during 2022? And how's your outlook for this current year? Well, I mean, what I keep telling everybody is it is definitely uh, this is a building market. You know, um, this is where you build. And uh, if, if you're going to sit here and, and have that fear, it's just like what I try to do is I use all my analogies. Um, you know, you got to look at uh, like any type of real estate or anything you get rid of. You know, let's get rid of all the issues in 2022. Um, you know, you know, get rid of the bad projects. We all know what those were. And, uh, you know, we just need to basically, I, I feel like it's a, a builder's market right now. And uh, so I'm very, very excited about the future. I mean, I'm very excited about uh, what's happening, um, you know, with uh, the, the metaverse, with Web3, with blockchain technology, the way it's advancing. I mean, there's a lot of things that are, are happening right now. So I'm, I, I, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. And, you know, and don't be afraid, you know, for things when, you know, uh, what's coming down the the channel here. <laughs> and the billionaires, they agree with you, Darcy, because we're going to show our listeners an interesting clip from Kathy Woods talking about how by 2030, she thinks Bitcoin's going to be over a million dollars and over a trillion in total market cap. So it just goes to show how early we are. And Gonzo, before we get into our articles for today, I wanted to get your opinion. We're showing our listeners right now a correlation between the dollar and Bitcoin. Every time the dollar raises in value, Bitcoin decreases. And every time the dollar decreases, Bitcoin increases. So what's exciting about that is right now the dollar has taken a major hit at the beginning of early 2023. And it looks like Bitcoin's due for some bullish momentum. So before we get into our articles, what does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, like the DXY, it's the inverse correlation. So we always watch it, but it is as support right now. So what we don't know is if it's going to bounce and it's going to move. Or it's going to, you know, fall through another support level and it's going to come down further. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's all going to be based on – we say this all the time, right? Uh, show me this charts and I'll tell you the news, right? So depending on what Jerome Powell says, right, usually like the pattern last year was while, uh, you know, he would come out with the numbers, which everyone is assuming is going to be 25 basis points. The market rallies. 30 minutes later, he does his speech. He speaks hawkish and the market corrects, right? And so that was the pattern last year. So we'll see what's going to happen for this year. But, you know, definitely what, what I've been doing abs is just my, my same dollar cost average on a red day like this. And then I'm looking at my averages, right? And so if I'm below what my average is and it's a red day, then, I, then I'm going to just dollar cost average in, right? Because I'm looking at it long term. And, and that's worked out for me. Like over the weekend, some of the, the projects that I talked about, mass absolutely erupted. Render took off, right? Our weave is having a correction right now, but it also took off. So what I do is I, I have my watch list of the projects like DXCY. Johnny's talked about it. And then when I have red days and I'm below my dollar cost average, I just DCA. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And I wanted to get your comments briefly on this. We showed this earlier before the show and we had a good laugh. Jim Cramer officially says we're in a bull market, so it's time to buy the dip. And anybody who's been paying attention to the mainstream media knows that just last month, Jim Cramer told all retail investors, stay away from cryptocurrency. Well, now we got some bullish momentum. Jim Cramer, he needs you as exit liquidity. So what do you think about this news, Johnny? 
Well, we know that Jim Cramer is the king of the rat snake weasel index. We put him all the way down as far as as big of a rat snake weasel as you can get. That's the man right there. He's going to tell you. He's definitely going to tell you. We all know if you do the opposite of what Jim says, you're going to do good. And that's why he's the head of this the rat snake weasel club. But yeah, you know, the good news here is if Jim is saying we're at the top. Oh, there's another rat snake weasel. If Jim is saying we're at the top, you know, or, or he's saying we're not, you know, we're ready to go higher. You know, we're just about at the end, folks. So I would just say be cautionary. None of us know how the markets work, but you try to look for these leading indicators. And hey, listen. Jim Crater has proven to be a leading indicator in the opposite direction. What can I say? Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And we got 146 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got Darcy Donovan in the building, and we are coming with the content that you guys should be aware of. As Jamie Dimon is calling Bitcoin a hyped up Ponzi scheme, we've got two of the largest institutions on the planet ready to enter this market. So we're going to let this short clip land go back to Darcy. Here we go. Coin, you said you didn't know what we were talking about. Uh, we, we, we pretty much always have some crypto conversation with you. I'm just curious because I don't think we talked to you since I think all that's been a waste of time. And why you guys waste any breath on us totally beyond me? Because you just think the whole thing just is, is, is going to zero? Going to zero is fake? Bitcoin stuff is a, is a hyped up fraud. It's a pet rocket. Back to that? Yeah, really? Of course, yeah. So what do you make then of a BlackRock and other firms that are, are investing in infrastructure? No, that, that, that's different. Black- oh, that's different, Darcy. But one of the things I think people should be aware of is not only BlackRock and Goldman Sachs both came out with an article today talking about how they're excited for Bitcoin and Ethereum. They're actually stating that, well, back in 2017, Jamie Dimon was firing employees for purchasing Bitcoin. He was buying Ethereum and Bitcoin behind the scenes and leveraging that technology to try to build smart contracts. So it's very interesting. We always point out for our listeners how they're going to do one thing and they'll tell retail to do another because we're how they profit. They take us and use us as exit liquidity. What do you think about Jamie Dimon here saying that Bitcoin, it's a Ponzi scheme while BlackRock and Goldman Sachs are excited about this technology? Well, I mean, the bottom line, I mean, this this guy's, God, he's take. I feel like he's taking advantage of the situation and uh, crypto is the future. And I mean, if we kind of look back in the days of, you know, hey, I mean, look at how everything's evolved. We've had, uh, you know, okay. To, for a pig, you know, somebody would take a pig and they would get some shoes for it, you know, and then it went to from, okay, the, you know, let me give you shoes. Now we're going to go to liquid, like gold, gold stacks. And then from gold, people didn't want to carry around gold. So then it became cash. And now, you know, then from cash, now we've gone to credit. Now it's only, uh, I mean, it's, it's only the obvious uh, source that we're going to be going to digital currency. That's where it's at. That's where the future is. I mean, I mean, that's digital is where it's at. So, you know, I tell people to do your own research, you know, don't listen to what everybody says and especially not him. I mean, I'm just going to be really honest here. I mean, and he's talking about the pet rock. Well, the pet rock made it a millions and millions of dollars. So, mm. So and Darcy, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Anybody who doesn't know, you are in the film industry and you're also in the music industry. What impacts are you seeing behind the scenes between blockchain and what we're witnessing in the public front? I know a lot of companies like Gala's working with Mark Wahlberg. We've got The Rock working with blockchain technology. So what are you seeing behind behind the scenes in the film industry and the music industry? Are people looking forward to using Ethereum and ADA and so on? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm using my own, I'm currently developing, uh, you know, my own NFT project that is going to be tied to film and television production. And, you know, people are doing that. You've got uh, tons of movies uh, like that are wanting to put like in their NFT projects, but they're not putting any utility behind it. So they're, they're kind of actually, people are looking at what I'm doing and they're like seeing what I'm doing and then they're going, oh, let's see what Darcy does, you know, but uh, Star Dogs is is definitely going to be changing the entertainment industry. I mean, mine is filled with utilities. So, I mean, we've got we've got a lot of things happening right now. Um, you know, we've we've just announced uh, we, we're going to have like uh, our private sale here soon. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things. I mean, we've got a gamification a aspect. You can get movie roles. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a way for people that, you know, never have had this kind of opportunity to, to have this kind of opportunity. And I think we were talking earlier, I was talking to Johnny and Gonzo um, before you came on abs and we were talking about how the future is going and, you know, um, I'm trying to bring back the power, you know, just like, uh, you know, uh, crypto is is bringing it for the people. That's what I'm trying to do and cut through that red tape. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. I'm not sure if you had a question there. Did you have a follow up for Darcy before we continue? Yeah, absolutely. That's exciting. Um, you know, growing up, I always wanted to be an actor, too. So you talked about how people can okay, get, well, get you on there. There you go. <laughs> So you you talked about you know I would love to hear more about your utility maybe for our, our our listeners too who might be interested in Star Dogs how would they where can they go to get the the presale and how does the utility work like if you know can you describe a little bit more about the utility and how your project um, works Okay let me uh, let you you can go into my Discord for Star Dogs and okay. find all that out um, but some of the utilities they're already built in the project so like if you hold uh, one of our superstars. Well, let me give you, let me, let me start a little bit, uh, so that you understand what's going on. So, um, star dogs, obviously I've been working on it for about seven, a good seven to eight months. It's, mm -hmm. it's we've been working on it. So it's seven different breeds of dogs. Everybody knows oh. I'm a huge dog lover. Yeah, um, yeah. they're male and female. Um, uh, they're, they're 3d realistic, like hyper-realistic, uh, NFTs, um, they're full body, which pretty much nobody has that out. I wanted to be different. I wanted to set everything apart. Um, we it's male and female, so it's not just male. We got our females. Uh, we've got six different jobs that they're attached to. So you've got a uh, security crew, producers, directors, actors, and what we call our superstars. So um, with the superstars, uh, with with the uh, uh, the utilities, like if you hold on to one of uh, my superstars, you're going to get an opportunity to get a role in a movie. And so, you know, it's, it's a brand, you know, you get a hold of, we have what are the breeds? Uh, well, we're not, we're not, I don't think we, did we say the breeds? Yes, we did. We got like German Shepherd, Chihuahua, uh, let's see, German Shepherd, Chihuahua, uh, Doberman, um, uh, Pitbull, Pomeranian. And I think that, I think I got a, uh, 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 the, 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 oh, a boxer, a boxer. 
Very cool. So, you know, but the thing is, is that the gamification aspect is that it's 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 going to be great for people to if they want to level up. So it's going to even make them rare. So, you know, somebody goes, oh, I, I, you know, there's going to be a burn feature to it. So, um, you know, you know, you can burn like five of security and you get one crew. I mean, I'm just kind of running through it. I didn't even go through all the utilities, but I, I know that, you know, we want to talk about other things, but, you know, you know, it's it's going to be really great. We've got utilities left and right, and you can go to the website at stardogs.com. So it's D-A-W-G-S.com. Awesome, guys. And what's really interesting, Darcy, is your company is not the only one who sees an advantage to using NFTs as oh, a yeah. new company. There's companies like Coca-Cola, yep. <laughs> very interesting, Vogue, Lacoste, all of these different billion-dollar industries are looking forward to using NFTs to offer unique opportunities like you're presenting now. I can only imagine if Johnny Crypto was 25 years old, how many of those NFTs he would purchase to have the opportunity <laughs> to be in a movie. But Gonzo, I wanted to get some thoughts from you. We've talked about Sam Bankman-Fried a lot over the last couple of weeks. And what caught my attention today is that Sam Bankman-Fried's brother founded an organization to lobby members of Congress. And it turns out over 126 members of Congress received funds from this lobbying organization. So Gonzo, I don't want to kill our listeners here with this regurgitated news about Sam Bankman-Fried being a criminal, but what do you think about him lobbying a lot of the members of our Congress in order to get a free pass from people like Gary Gensler? Well, we knew that he had to do it somehow, right? And so now you're seeing how he did it, right? They created a company. And I'm not surprised because if you look at the family, like the dad, they're both Stanford professors, which is in my neck of the woods, right? And the mom uh, was a huge, she did the same thing. She was a big kind of organizer for the Democratic Party. Uh, and raising funds. That's the kind of thing that she did. So, I mean, they're just following suit. And, you know, so it's going to be very interesting how this thing plays out because they're starting to ask a lot of questions while they follow the money and where all the money went, they're starting to suck in his family, whether it's the mom, the dad, and the brother, um, you know, there, there might be something there, right? There might be something to where, you know, these guys are going to get sucked into the criminal case and they might end up going to jail or something. I'd love to get some thoughts. I'd love to get your opinion on this as well. We always know that Congress is working for who, who they're going to profit off of. We've seen regulation play out in the United States. The SEC is an advocate for Ethereum and Bitcoin being decentralized because a lot of the people who are lobbying them, well, they're part of the Ethereum alliance. So I'd like to get some of your thoughts here about Sam Bankman-Fried paying members of Congress. What does it mean to you? Well, I mean, okay, first thing what Gonzo said about the parents, um, I absolutely agree uh, I am, I, the thing that I found out they're compliance lawyers. So you got to think about that for a second. I mean, and he's, yeah. And he basically, I feel like now this is just my opinion, but I feel like he used his, he used his parents. I feel like his parents, you know, uh, kind of persuaded investors. I feel like that's exactly what they did. Um, and I believe that, you know, everyone that he's worked with should be a, a held accountable equally, um, you know, no matter, you know, who they are. It's important for everyone to do their research, but I feel like he, you know, duped people. Um, but I do feel like, you know, I mean, hey, you hear it all the time. Your parents, I mean, I mean, come on, you know, he had to ask his parents. I mean, you know, if I've got a, a parents that are compliance. Lawyers, I mean, my, my dad was a professional football coach. When I'm watching my NFL games, I call my dad up and I said, dad, what do you think about that? You know, uh, can you believe that sack? What happened? Oh my God. You exactly. Know, got intercepted. So, you know, the company, I, I mean, if the company turns out to have bad intentions, including, you know, we, I mean, you know, there was a lot of celebrities promoting it too. 
So, um, you know, I do feel like that if they had access to the books, they should be held accountable, accountable. But if they did not know, then, uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things, but as, yeah, again, yeah. again, it's, a lot of things point to also people around him. Executives also need to be held accountable. Well, I we've think. heard the story that people like this are used to bring in regulation, right? We always knew they were going to crash a major exchange or some centralized entity because they want us to prove that cryptocurrency is bad and centralized currencies like the banks are going to come out with. Those are going to be the products that they endorse. Now, Johnny, I know you had a comment. <laughs> there. Yours, my friend, you're on the mute button, just so you know. Well, you all know the narrative. We say it all the time. That's what's happening. But Abs, I'm happy to say, if you could bring that picture back up again, we're going to have to add another member to the Rat Snake Weasel list. Sam Bank Freeman's <laughs> brother is now on the list too. There's another Rat Snake Weasel. And I'm not surprised at the end of the day. I'm sure when you start digging into this, the tentacles on this thing go so damn long. The sea couldn't even hold all those tentacles. This thing's so deep. Uh, you know, he definitely, you know, you're going to find that it's going to be like Darcy said. There's I, no love Dex's. I love Dex's. Power to the people. <laughs> yes, yeah. Absolutely. It's all about Dex. You're right, Darcy. Uh, They're going to like this next article we got here as breaking news. $10 trillion BlackRock and $1.5 trillion Goldman Sachs are both excited about entering the crypto market. But in particular, they're excited about Bitcoin and Ethereum, the exact things that Jamie Dimon was just criticizing. So BlackRock continues its in-house projects in the cryptocurrency industry via blockchain technology. Goldman Sachs is looking to offer tokenized assets to traditional financial institutions. So what's really great about this is now the institutions have an excuse to get involved in this market. And we know that BlackRock partnered with Coinbase earlier this year. But Gonzo, I wanted to get your some of your thoughts here. In the midst of a bear market, the largest institutions are starting to leverage this technology. What does that mean to you about where we are in the adoption cycle? Yeah, I mean, all I have to say to that is follow the money, right? We say this all the time. Don't do as they say, do as they do. And if you look, yeah, you know, we watched the video from Jamie Dimon where he calls Bitcoin a pet rock. And when they ask him about what BlackRock's doing, he tries to change the conversation. And you can see exactly what they're doing. And we've talked about this. They're, they're investing in the future. They're investing in custody and tokenization because that's where we're going, right? And so um, they're seeing that there's money to be made. And that's, and, and that's why they're, they're creating all these new different products, right? Now, once we get the regulation piece of it, that's when we get the huge influx of money that's going to come into the space, right? These guys are just getting ahead of it and they're trying to build the rails so that the institutions can come in and invest through them. Johnny, we always try to figure out who's going to survive these bear markets by who's, who's, uh, who's getting acquisitions during that time. That's, that's a tongue twister there. But what I wanted to focus on was that BlackRock has also partnered with Coinbase in 2022 and the duo signed an agreement to make it easier for institutions to invest trade and hold other cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. One of the things that we've always seen is the CEOs of these companies are telling retail to stay away while the institutional funds are purchasing these assets at a discount. So before we hear from Darcy, Johnny, what does that mean to you? Well, that's just how it works. Go look at any euphoric chart of how the markets work. First, the, the institution, the smart money gets in, then quietly they get the institutions in, then they ramp up all the chatter all the news media and get all their their um, their ostriches out there talking about it, you know, chirping it up, and then the dumb money comes into it when they get everybody excited. So you're just we're just so damn early. It feels late for all of us, but everybody 
you know, you go talk to the, go, you know, go talk to your grandparents, talk to your parents, go talk to most people, not our parents, because they know because we're in it. Most people, you <laughs> mention the word, hey, you mentioned the word Cardano, they're going to say, what, what, are we talking about something in Italy? They're not going to have a clue. <laughs> they're not going to have a freaking clue, all right? So we're just that damn early, Ab. So all the smart money, all the infrastructure, everything's happening. There it is right there. Thank you. Everything's happening right now, early on. We're just the innovators. And what we call early adopters, right? We all know we've been telling you all the time it's about 5% of the world that's invested in crypto. Know about it. Nobody else has a clue yet. And look at the big market share line. Look at the blue line. That's the line where people make a lot of money. The earlier you get in, yeah, but most people aren't patient. Most people are going to bail. A lot of people have already bailed. In 2022, a lot of people jumped ship because they got scared. They heard the, the bad narratives. And, you know, unfortunately, if you're not patient and you're not smart, you don't hold tight. You know my story when I screwed up on Amazon. Don't be Johnny Crypto in 1997. Don't sell your Amazon at $27. It's the biggest mistake I ever made. And Darcy, ironically enough, uh, the CEO of JP Morgan stated that Bitcoin's a pipe dream and it has no real value. Well, BlackRock's CEO stated the exact opposite. He said it's not a pipe dream and there is real value in cryptocurrency. So I wanted to give you the open floor. How do you feel about BlackRock's CEO promoting this technology while the CEO of JP Morgan is telling us to stay away? Um, well, I mean, I, I'm going to, uh, agree with everything Johnny Crypto says, because, um, I do believe that, you know, in the next eight years, crypto is going to be the main source of payment and, uh, you know, we'll have over and I, and I, I believe that we'll, we'll have over a billion people in the metaverse. Um, you know, crypto is also, uh, important to, to me since web three is a community based environment. Um, we all support each other and, you know, I'll be, I'll be using crypto to help produce movies. And while, and while doing so, I can give back to the community, you know, that supported me. So, um, you know, this is an incredible opportunity and, you know, anybody that says otherwise, I mean, they're going to be kicking themselves in the butt. And I do have people that wanted to that were like Johnny that could have invested into Amazon that could have invested into eBay. My friend was, was going to, you know, invest into eBay and didn't. And he's like, I, he goes, ah, you know, so it's kind of like having that million, like that multi a uh, trillion dollar lottery ticket and you just gave it to you, you know, you threw it away. Um, people don't realize, I mean, we are on, uh, we're pioneering. I mean, something that's just going to be, I mean, amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm really, really excited about the future and we're on the ground floor. So, you know, you're a fool to stay away from crypto at this point. I feel like, you know, I just feel like there's a, there's, and you know, that's what, she said. That's what I said. <laughs> exactly, Darcy. And one of the things we always talk about is who are the largest companies on the planet working with within our space? Ripple is one of those companies. And we've got another update for our listeners here. As Ripple Partner joins forces with Visa to conquer a billion dollar market of Thailand to Australia, Ripple's partner D Money joins forces with Visa for global payments out in Thailand. Novanti Group, which is an international bank of Australia, also got approved to launch its payment solution in Australia. Now, what's exciting about this is we know that Ripple is ahead of the blockchain XRP. And both of these partnerships are going to be leveraging that cryptocurrency for on-demand liquidity. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about XRP. What do you think about this project in particular and that Visa is now using their technology? Is uh, that for me? Yeah, sorry. For Johnny? <laughs> well, <You're> Johnny. <laughs> 
Well, I've been holding it for a while. So, uh, you know, my I got my mom in it too, so I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited to see what's uh, going to be happening with it. So have you been following the SEC lawsuit at all? Uh, kind of, a little bit. So what's interesting is that there was a current, there's a current lawsuit that was going on with a similar product called Library. And right after the resolution with the SEC, which wasn't even positive, they actually stated that this token was initially a security, but now all secondary sales are considered to be not a security. Well, we saw that token do a 3X. It went from one penny to yeah. just under three cents in 24 hours. So with Ripple's ongoing lawsuit with the SEC, we could get an even more positive ruling. And I can only imagine what that would mean for the project. Are you taking that into consideration? I I think XRP is going to win personally. That's, that's my personal. And so just for the sake of it, what are you expecting when, when that does take place? If XRP were to win, do you think we'll get a multiple of the price target that we're at now? I know you've been in this market ten for a times. while. I think, I think we're going to get 10 times. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, everybody's got their opinion about what to do. So, uh, but I think we're going to have 10 times and, and, you know, um, the one thing is, I think any company making debit cards, it's it's a win for you know usability sake. So, uh, I'm very uh, excited, you know, or or even credit, you know. Thank you, and Johnny Crypto, I'd love to get some of your thoughts as the library token pumped over 300 percent in just 24 hours after what some are considering a negative ruling from the SEC. What does that mean to you, Johnny? Do you think this applies to the Ripple case that even if we get a negative ruling, that price chart could do a 10x like Darcy just stated? You know, at the end of the day, this is exactly the ruling that Brad uh, Brad, Brad Garlinghouse wants. He wants the SEC to come out and say, you know, fine, you want to slap us on the wrist. You want to say we were security in 2013. Okay, no problem. What he wants, though, is for them to say, but anything, any sales going forward are not securities. That's exactly what just happened in the library case. And you saw that zombie skyrocket, right? Boom, that thing took off. So that's exactly why we're not getting a settlement. We haven't had one yet. It's because the SEC apparently is not willing to say that. And they either, either we're going to have to get to the point where they are willing to say that so we get a settlement, or we're actually going to go to court and win the case. Hopefully, if they win it outright, then they get exactly what they want. So, you know, this is, but do I think that can happen? Yeah. I mean, if they come out and say that, you will definitely see a bump in the in the XRP's price. There's no doubt about it. And at that point, you're going to, well, you're going to want to make sure, Abs, that you have an exit plan. For sure, Johnny Crypto. And do me a favor and mute your phone, my friend. But Gonzo, I wanted to get some thoughts from you. How do you feel about this price chart doing a 3X in 24 hours after a negative ruling from the SEC? Yeah, you know, shout out to John Deaton and then to that judge who live got the SEC to admit, right? That's what happened. That's how it went down is basically they had lost the case. They had decided that it was ruled out as a security, but the John Deaton brought up a good argument and it went to the secondary sales. And so the judge cornered the SEC and the SEC had to admit that, yeah, you're correct, that secondary sales. So if it's peer to peer, like if I bought library, right? And I sell it to you abs, it is not a security. And so that does roll over into the, into the XRP case, right? Into the Ripple case, because if they do end up losing and I feel that they're going to win, but if they lose, for us as investors in XRP, if they can say that secondary sales are not a security, then we're set, right? Ripple pays a fine and then they move on. So um, I think it's a big ruling. I think John Dean did a great job. And then, like I said, shout out to that judge who courted the SEC attorneys and made them kind of admit that because, you know, they probably didn't want to admit that. 
For sure, Gonzo. And we got 233 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're getting a comment from one of our friends over at Sin City. They're saying the library judgment is going to play a huge role in the Ripple case. And the SEC actually referred to their library victory over 21 times. This was, of course, prior to their new judgment, which is really, really interesting, guys. But, Darcy, I did want to get your thoughts on this as well. We're seeing some of the legitimate companies in the blockchain space having to spend millions of dollars in order to battle the SEC. And we know that the United States is one of the least friendly crypto environments. Well, here's a primary example of that. Library says that they sold 12 million tokens. 4.3 million was spent on legal fees and over 2 million was paid in taxes. Factor in another 1 to 2 million in employee time. All of this, over half, nearly three quarters of their funds were gone against battling the SEC, paying people to fight the SEC or battling it out in court. So I'd like to get your thoughts here. Is this the way we should be regulating crypto? And if not, what do you think they're doing incorrectly and what should they be doing here? Um, Well, I mean, I think, I mean, it's kind of like, let's go back to like the Kim Kardashian thing that happened. I mean, I feel like she did every, I mean, she did do everything right. Um, but I feel like their guidelines that are put in place, you know, for your safety, I, 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 they, they need to obviously do their policies and advertise their policies to the masses. And people don't even know about all the regulations that are out there that are set up to protect them. So, you know, yes, I mean, she did, she put at hashtag ad, she did, um, you know, tell everybody, Hey, I'm not a financial advisor. I feel like she did, uh, you know, everything that she was, was supposed to do in my opinion. Okay. But they're, they're, they don't, their guidelines are very like, I, I just, I, I'm just confused on how that, that you, does that make sense? Yeah. Dar, I mean, you know what we actually compared it to, and I'll kick it right back to you here. Johnny sure. Crypto compares it to being on a road with no speed limits and police <laughs> officer can pull you over because you don't know what the speed limit is. Right. And that's the rules with crypto. Nobody knows what to do in order to operate correctly. And, and that's how the yeah. SEC ends up suing all these and guys. Companies need the correct info to work with. I mean, they really do. And so, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, there were people going, oh, well, you know, how come she she got, you know, a tap on the butt, but, um, you know, Kevin O'Leary didn't. And so, you know, you know, where's the user friendly website? Where is the policies that we can have? I mean, you know, this this is what uh, we need to do, because making essays, SEC is making it up as they go, I kind of feel like. And I think it's intentional, right? Because that way they have the most control over the market as possible. If there's no speed limit on the road, I get to decide who's speeding and I get to decide who's driving correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leverage is what I feel like. I'm a little bit, you know, this, it does concern me. It does concern me. I mean, you know, um, you know, I'm talking to a block uh, chain, uh, you know, lawyer, you know, because, you know, there's certain things that I want to give to my investors and my holders of my NFTs. And so I want to make sure that, you know, we're in compliance with everything. And so it's just, it's just a lot that, you know, a lot of of things that you're like, are they going to hit me too? I mean, I'm doing everything right. I mean, what more would you, you know what I mean? it's also and like a mess. It's like a messed up beauty pageant, you know. I, mean, it's I don't like, know too much about really, beauty pageants, Darcy, but well, what you I know do what I mean. Like it's rigged. It's like <laughs> ah, you know, it's a, it's the the um, you know, the judge knows the contestant or they dated or you know what I mean. It's just something's just not right. I mean, just whatever everything that ha- even how the whole 
you know, Kim Kardashian and then, you know, went down and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was just like, uh, it was just kind of ludicrous in the way that certain things, you know, certain people are held accountable. Certain people aren't. Yada, well, yada, yada. You know what? You're a primary example of what the SEC is doing incorrectly, right? Because you're somebody who's trying to launch a legal project. You just want to take advantage of this new technology. But instead, you're nervous about getting sued by the SEC. You're stating that you're trying to figure out how to work with them correctly. Well, we've seen in the past, any company that goes into work with the SEC, they'll use that information against you. So, Darcy, I would take that into consideration. Well, I, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, um, there, I talked to a Forbes reporter and he wants me to go to Congress to talk about it. So, you know, that would be great. I don't know what they would do. They're like, Darcy, you know, because, you know, listen, I'm, I try to talk like in analogy terms and I try, you know, yes, you can talk all the, you know, jargon and, and get into, you know, uh, big terms and stuff like that. But majority of people don't know. Uh, I mean, he used to work with the FDIC too. So there's just a, you know, there's a lot of little things here and there. Um, and I, I just personally think, you know, I'm basically putting back into the community. So it's like, how is that a bad thing? I mean, I'm sitting here, I've got devs, I've, I've got artists, I've got, you know, I've got a marketing team. I've got about 60 to, to 80 people working on this NFT project that are in the community. So how is that bad? You know, uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I just think they need to make the role. SEC needs to make the roles clear and concise. And I think it would be a lot better for all of us. You know, I just want to build on that. I mean, think about what Darcy just said, right here. You've got somebody who's trying to innovate in the space, creating value for people, helping people, you know, maybe get in the industry and creating jobs. And what do we have? We have the SEC trying to stop it all. Is this supposed to be the opposite? Is the SEC supposed to be helping the government, helping us? Oh, you're on mute, Darcy. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally, oh, I totally agree. I totally agree, Johnny. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, but I can understand, you know, them going after fraud and scams. I understand that. Correct. But reputable companies, come on, man. I mean, oh, really? it's just like, yeah, I, I, well, I don't know. And I mean, you know what's even more concerning, Darcy, is that they're missing the largest fraudulent players in this market. They're missing the FTX. They're missing Celsius. They're missing Terra Luna. But at the same time, they're coming after Ripple. They're coming after Library. Two products that not only went out of their way to work with the SEC, a lot of the information they gave the SEC was actually used against them. And as we can see, whether the whether when the resolution comes in for Ripple, whether it's positive or negative, we can guess that the price chart is going to move. And for all of our listeners, the best way to operate is by having an exit strategy. So we're about to show you the smartest way to track your crypto. Here we go. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and totals since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. 
It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Johnny Crypto, that's the smartest way to track your cryptocurrency. And when you look at this initial public offering chart that we have here, some of the largest blockchains on the planet are should be worried about the SEC. We've got public sales, community allocations, insider trading, and foundations. Well, would you look at Ethereum up here? Ethereum, 15% was done by insiders, 5% was done by the foundation, and 20% was public sale to the open public. So I know we just talked about Merlin. I want to give you a chance to address that. But also, how do you feel about this chart? I thought this was very interesting. Yeah, I think before I hop into that, I just want to say, you know, just as 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 Darcy's doing in the NFT space, we're trying to innovate here in the crypto space. And we've recognized that it's very, very hard to track, you know, your crypto. You got to, you know, four or five, most people have four or five different exchanges that have all their coins on. What's your account doing? They don't really give you a good job of that. And then how do you get out and have an exit plan so we feel that Merlin is a great way for folks who are looking to have everything in one place and to really know what's going on when the market starts pumping and it gets excited. You're like, oh, my God, what's what's happening? So we're happy to have that. So, guys, click on the link below. You can join to get on the wait list. We're about ready to launch that in the next month or two. We're getting very, very close, so we're very excited about that. But um, certainly that's going to give folks a way to be able to track their crypto but thank in terms you guys to check out that 30-day free trial down below there's no downside go sign up check out our product we created it in-house so you know it's already an amazing thing but uh darcy i wanted to get your thoughts on this so this is the ceo of arc invest kathy wood talking about how she believes by 2030 amazon will have more robotics than employees and so we've witnessed this ai revolution taking place we saw chat gpt which is the open ai protocol pass a medical licensing exam as well as receive its license to become a lawyer. This is only the beginning. It's 2023, and we're seeing some amazing historical accomplishments when it comes to artificial intelligence. What are you considering? And I'd like to get your thoughts. I know it's not directly crypto-related, but what do you think about the, the takeover of artificial intelligence and the role that might play in the music and film industry? Well, um, I, I will say this. I, I, I saw that they are doing actually AI, um, like I think it was in Texas. They're, they're testing it out in um, uh, McDonald's. Uh, to, oh. you know, and, and, you know, the sad thing is, is we're taking jobs away from people, you know. And, and to me, that's the thing that I don't, you know, that, that's the thing that worries me a little bit. Because what's going to happen when everything's AI? Then what? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Well, Darcy, uh, you the answer. They're going to roll out universal basic income. That's what we've always talked about. They're going to start giving people free money. And we think that's a horrible idea because the number one thing that does yeah. is devalues every dollar existing in the economy. Exactly. And exactly. And I mean, you know, the thing is, but there's pluses and minuses to it. Mm. And, you know, um, just like with like with the metaverse, like, you know, um, with tech, like you going into the metaverse, there's doctors that are going to be able to do different things. But, uh, you know, go in and, um, you know, have students work in the metaverse and, and do different things. And that's a different kind of technology. And there's pluses and minuses to, you know, being in the metaverse for for film and television. Um, I think real people bring authenticity. I mean, there have been actually rumors. People are like, oh, you know, AIs are going to uh, take over and, and it's going to take over um, the film and television industry and then we're not going to need actors. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, yes, can it have pluses and minuses? That Yes, it's, it's just um, right now uh, there needs to be... Mm, uh, 
there needs to be a soul. I mean, I, you know what I mean? There needs to be a soul when you're doing things and, you know, uh, with what we're doing with the world and everything. I, I just, and especially in films and television, but that's even with any kind of company. I mean, AI doesn't have a soul. How's it going to be able to, you know, uh, I mean, what if something goes wrong? God forbid. <laughs> it has no emotions. I mean, who knows? I don't know if y'all seen Westworld. Let's hope to God that crap doesn't happen. That would be really bad, wouldn't it? Johnny, I mean, you know robots, that's a great show. All the robots kill us all, or like yeah. Terminator. Oh my Terminator. God. That's the one. You gotta... Exactly. Oh, you know, did, oh, did you guys know? Like Facebook, did the AI? They got shut down. They, it was basically writing its own coding and talking to each other. I mean, that's kind of scary when you think yeah. about it. More than kind of. And we actually, we've showed a video of what Boston Robotics is doing. They're building soldiers right now. I can only imagine when you take the oh soldier God. robot, combine it with the artificial intelligence. That's something that many Chinese citizens, I'm sure, are going to see before us. But we got 231 live listeners joining on. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got Darcy Donovan in the building. And something that you brought up that I think is important is the role that AI is going to have on all industries why would anybody hire a McDonald's employee when I can pay $10,000 for a robot that's going to flip my patties? Why am I going to hire a trucker when I can get an artificial car that will drive across the country for a fraction of the cost? So there are issues that need to be addressed that we're not going to have an answer to here. But we do know one thing. The banks like JP Morgan and Bank of America are planning on giving us free money to combat that issue, which I don't think is a very viable solution. But I wanted to roll into this next article as a decentralized alternative to Twitter has just gone live on the Apple Store. And as we're talking about social media and the role blockchain will play, Darcy, let's before we dive into the details, what do you think about a decentralized Twitter? And what's your opinion on Elon Musk? Do you believe that his purchase was a positive thing for people like us? Okay. Well, on Elon Musk, um, the first thing is, you know, he came in, he was in a Twitter space that I was in, but I remember I was eating a burrito and I was like, they wanted me to come up and talk to him, but I was like, I'm really hungry. <laughs> I was going to say it. I was like, you know, okay. so, uh, you know, but, um, I, I was listening to him. Some things he was saying, I, it was just, it just went through my ear and out the other ear. Uh, I, I feel like the way that he kind of ran um, that the way that he ran Twitter, I would have run it completely differently. I think there's things that he should have kept in place. Uh, the blue tick, the blue tick of what he was doing with, you know, wanting to charge people and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I disagreed on that. There's other ways. I think he could, he could have done some really cool things. He should have, he should have called me up. That's what he should have done. And, and then, I mean, you know, I always tell people it's good to see what other people are doing and then you can always make it better. You know, um, uh, when you think about, when you think about um, what Instagram and Facebook, I mean, Facebook, you know, took over, well, bought Instagram and you see that what they're doing and how they're like, um, you know, the monetization aspect of it. So they're helping influencers make more money and people on there. Yeah. I was too busy eating. Somebody I was going to say, I was. I'm like Darcy, maybe he did try to, but the burrito, the burrito was I, a priority. Hey, I like my food. I don't care who you are. You'd be the president of the United States. I'm going to eat my food. So, you know, but I do think that they need to monetize Twitter and look at what other 
they need to look at what other people are doing, you know, in terms of, of, I mean, look at what Facebook is doing with their algorithms. Um, we, I, Twitter can do better. I'm just going to say that, but I mean, I, I do have a, a big heart for Twitter because that's where a lot of my, you know, web three family is. And so, uh, I, I, and that's where if for people that, you know, maybe have no clue about web three or crypto that are just tuning into, you can go to, um, you know, I'd love to go to the Twitter spaces. Um, you should go in there and just listen and you will learn about business. You'll learn about, you know, the web three NFTs, uh, blockchain tech check, but I can't talk today. Blockchain technology. You'll learn about, um, you know, you'll learn about reputable companies and bad companies that are in the space too. Uh, so, uh, you know, mine's on there too. And, and I talk about it and you know, what was sad though? Um, Oh, and you got to tune in to Good Morning Crypto too. <laughs> Thank so, you for the plug. Appreciate it, Darcy. Got to get, got to get, got to give you guys the glory too. Love it. So you Love know, it. I just, I just, I just really think though, you know, there's some a lot of monetization aspects that Twitter is not uh, looking at right now, and you know. Um, I, I mean, I've got ideas. I got a lot of ideas. So hey, give me a call. Hopefully you're not eating a Well, I don't know who he's not even, he's not even the CEO now. Like he gave no. it to, so, you know, whoever's there now, call me. I got, Elon, we'll but just I say this. 20%, 20% will, I will charge. Okay. 20%. And, and make sure Elon, if you're listening, don't call her during lunch hours. Okay. Call before or after, right? Darcy? Yeah, there you we go. need that there feedback. Darcy. See, but you got, you got, Say, listen, you know, I, I can't be bought. You know, I don't care who it is. You know, <laughs> I love so, it. you know what I mean? That's I mean, right. so you're a rare breed, Darcy. And what's interesting is, Gonzo, I wanted to get your comments on this actually. The United States Treasury Department published a new report talking about United States public debt. And this is very interesting. So, as you can see, check out this current line. This is where we are. This is seven, sorry, this is $31 trillion worth of debt right now. Well, historically, they are predicting that we are going to reach a 500% increase in that number by the year 2070. Now, what first caught my attention, I've never seen a graphic with 2090 on it before. Pretty interesting. I'm feeling a little bit old. I'll be approaching 100 at that time. But I did want to say it's interesting that they're leveraging the debt, right? So we know if they're going to average, if they're going to leverage hundreds of trillions of dollars in debt in the future, the only way you can do that is through blockchain technology. And Darcy, I think that's a great indicator of where this entire market is going. But Gonzo, I'd like to get some of your thoughts. What do you think about the public debt predictions from the U.S. Treasury and the fact that digital currencies may be the solution they're looking for? Yeah, I mean, we had that whole story with the debt ceiling and the debt clot, right? And usually what they do is they just kind of raise it. But um, there's only so many times that they can do that, right? We know that the system is broken. Um, and so um, they have the answer sitting right in front of them and it's blockchain technology, right? And so hopefully, you know, you know, I feel like the US is lagging behind. Uh, there was a story today, I don't know if we're gonna get to it, but that the UK, they're starting to move forward with, the, with their crypto regulation. And you're gonna see this more and more. And like the US is kind of, kind of like Coach has, always says, they have to get their shit together if they're gonna, um, if they're gonna lead this thing, right? Uh, and we all have our different opinions on whether it's done on purpose or if it's, they're going to eventually catch up or, or what have you. But definitely, it, you know, blockchain is the solution. It's right there in front of them. 
And check out this update, Gonzo. That was a perfect segue into our next topic. As Ripple is reacting to the UK's new crypto regulation move in the wake of the FTX collapse. And for anybody who doesn't know, currently Ripple is working on developing a digital pound for UK, creating a central bank digital currency. One of the proposals would strengthen rules for financial intermediaries, such as custodians who hold cryptocurrencies on behalf of clients. That would qualify under Ripple. So Cindy Young, Ripple's MD of Europe, said she's optimistic for 2023, saying that crypto regulation will arrive in the UK and Europe. After the UK's financial services and markets bill comes into force, regulators will develop an actionable crypto regime to enable the UK to support and develop its crypto asset sector. So what's great about that, Darcy, is regardless of what the US is doing, we are seeing European nations adopt. So open floor here. What catches your attention and how do you feel about Ripple taking over in Europe? Well, we have, I think it's great. Um, I, we have, we have had several CBDCs that have been created around the world in places such as the Bahamas and China. Uh, recently, the U.S. has been hiring uh, key staffers to expand upon its uh, CBDC as well. So I know that CBDCs around the world are coming. Okay, so it's the next step of financial evolution, and it's only a matter of time before. Uh, you know, we see them worldwide. So I think the government knows that, you know, they need to get on board so that they don't get left behind, such as Gonzo was saying. Uh, I also believe that is important, you know, aspect for mass adoption. Uh, once the government start integrating digital currencies, you know, we're going to see uh, we're going to see the um, public getting involved. So, um, you know, UK is is very important to. <laughs> To uh, 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 to growth, you know. So what's interesting here is the UK is not only working with Ripple, but we've heard central bank digital currencies good, decentralized currencies bad. But Johnny Crypto, did you ever think that would apply to what Ripple's doing? The United, the UK government is taking a big step towards putting the appropriate regulatory framework for the crypto industry. The government should incur further collaboration with the private sector, and that's how the UK is going to showcase their leadership and reap the rewards of this early adoption. So Johnny Crypto, we know one of the best things you can do is get into a market early. Now we've got the UK saying that Ripple could provide a great product for them. What does that mean to you, Johnny? Oh, I mean, this is that that's huge news. You know, if you find at the end of the day, we know that the CBDC technologies are coming, coming. We know that Ripple has designed their technology to be able to support that, that effort. And so the question now is which countries will adopt? We know it's going to be a coexistence of different technologies throughout the world. Every central bank is going to use, maybe they'll share, some will use the same technology, others won't. They're all independent organizations. So that's what's going to happen. But Abs, you know, I love addressing our audience here and I've got to address this question here. So this guy, Michael asks, you know, on honest note, guys, how long can all this hype be dragged down? It's taken forever. I think, Michael, the, the reality is, look, it's not taking forever. As I said earlier, we're so early, it feels late. You have to have patience. Look at the Internet. It started in like the 1990s. In fact, to be honest with you, it started in the 80s. You don't even see it to the 90s and then took 30 years to get to where we are today. So if you're already. Hey, Johnny, tell has anybody ever tried to build a house? Yeah, exactly. have, you ever had a, have you ever had a, a you know, a, a hired a like a, a, a construction company to come and do your house? It takes a while. OK, so 
it's it's not going to be an overnight thing. And that's one house. Imagine trying to incorporate something across the whole damn world, 200 different countries, to central banks, people, opinions, all this stuff going on, test trials, everything that has to happen. This is going to take multiple decades before we see all of this actually work out. So Michael, my, my suggestion is go take something, maybe do, you know, something to slow down, relax a little bit, have yeah. some take patience. A take a it's volume. Take a volume. Get some medical <laughs> marijuana, do whatever you got to do to relax, calm down, have a good time. It's good. <laughs> and Johnny, you know what I wanted to focus on as well is the fact that the United States is lagging behind when it comes to crypto regulation to close out the show today. Why do you believe the United States is either intentionally or unintentionally being left behind when it comes to crypto regulation? Is this something where we're going to see very quick mass adoption or is the U.S. actually not an advocate of this crypto technology? I mean, now we're getting into conspiracy theories, you know, so the show <laughs> can go another two hours. But <laughs> Yeah, I think Dar we'll have to bring Darcy back. We'll have a whole show on that, Darcy. Yeah. What the hell is going on here behind the scenes? But the reality is, regardless of what happens, Abs, the beautiful thing about this is we don't need the U.S. While, yes, you want the U.S. to lead and innovate, they're the number one innovator in the world. The reality is the world is moving forward with it. And the nice thing is, because of that, folks like us who are here early, I almost just kind of, this is going to sound weird, but it's almost like an advantage because not – you know, if the U.S. were leading it and you heard about it every single day, more and more people would be involved in it. The reality is because they're not, less people are involved in it. You know, you got 5% of the globe actually invested. It's an opportunity for all of us early adopters. We're all in early, right? We're in at the bottom. You know, we're not the smart money. We didn't get in that early. But we're in early enough that when that flood of big money, when those other 40, 50, 60% of people flood into this space 5, 6, 8, 10 years from now, Oh, baby, we're going to see a tsunami like we never seen before. And our boat is going to be at the front of it getting pushed. And that's what gets me super excited, baby. I would Thank say, you, you know what, Abs, I would add to that. I agree with Johnny. And the other thing is that I think in this country, the left and the right has become so extreme. Oh. And we've got so far away from the middle, right, to where it gets to the point where you can't even have a political conversation because people lose their minds, right? People like – lose friendships and they get insulted oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. of no, political no, I can't beliefs. talk to family or friends. Yeah. Right? It's wild. Oh. And so, and, and if we're a reflection of that, right, our society is a reflection of that, but, uh, or we're a reflection of them, right? And so they've become so extreme that it's more important for them, for the other side not to win than to what do what's right for the people. Uh, and so that I think that's how we kind of ended up here. And the way that we fix it is these guys need to come more towards the middle. They, we need to vote better so that we get better people in power and these next generations come up. And as they come up with blockchain, I think that's how the whole thing rotates. How about I run? I'll run and then you guys will all- There you go, Darcy for president. And you and guys Darcy, you guys for president. Okay, yeah, you guys will be my team. How about that? That's it. We're in. Let's hey, that go, go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> I was gonna say, we really need that. And Gonzo's so right on. He nailed that so- so spot on. That's, uh, that was brilliant. What you said was incredible. Good job. Mo most people, when you talk to people, are mainly in the middle, right? Yeah. Most of us are. We're all nobody's full right, full left. We all have beliefs that kind of cross over. Most people do. So it means when you average out, we're in the middle. And you're right, Gonzo. Unfortunately, all you hear is the extreme extremists that are going on on both sides, and it's so bad. And all it's doing is dividing our country. So hopefully, they get their shit together. 
you know, and join the academy and get their shit together and try to work for what's best for this country. We hope that's what will happen in the long run. Johnny, and to close this out for today, I wanted to show our listeners something very, very insightful. The fact that we had BlackRock and Goldman Sachs come out today and talk about how they're looking to leverage Bitcoin and Ethereum. Well, what is the mainstream news playing this morning? I'm going to let this speak for itself. Here we go now been accused of running a Ponzi scheme. A new report just released by a New York bankruptcy court appointed examiner finds Celsius was using customer deposits to fund other customers' withdrawals. Now I get it. This is very negative news and the sentiment is here, but check out the headline that they used for this screen. Crypto Ponzi scheme. Now what is that? We always talk about programming, subconscious programming on our channel, exposing people to these concepts, whether they're aware of it or not. Well, what are the people being exposed to? Not only are they hearing about Sam Bankman-Fried, they're hearing about the Terra Luna collapse. Now they're hearing about the Celsius collapse and the common word that's being used in these articles is Ponzi scheme. So Darcy, what do you uh, think that do, what do you think that means about the mainstream media and the fact they can't be trusted? I, I'm scared. I'm, I'm thinking that they're scaring people so that they they yep. can buy in first. Yep. For my honest opinion. Boom. So, um, I, I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous what's going on. I mean, and and I don't know. I need to buy my own media channel. That's what I need to do. Um, yes. Just- <laughs> Percy, I'll make you a deal. If you start your social media channel, we'll be the first three to start a broadcast on that channel. Absolutely. I would love it. But, you know, and and so now you know why I'm so like bullish on doing, uh, you know, this project with, you know, movies and because then can segue, you know, uh, every everyone deserves honest news. Uh, I just I'm sick and tired of what you what you said was abs. What you said was was awesome. Like it's it's true because we keep seeing negative, 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 negative. Where the hell is is the good stuff? I mean, there's a lot of great things in the space. I keep telling people that, and I keep talking to the media about it. You know, I keep, they they see that this is the future. Crypto, NFTs, the metaverse. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I try to make everything relatable. So that, you know, anybody watching will understand and, you know, want to be involved. So don't believe everything you hear, people, on the That's media. Right. Okay? That's right. That's right. And Abs, it's so funny because all my friends, when they come and talking about crypto, the first thing they say to me is, oh, are you still in that Ponzi scheme? Yep. Yes. Like, literally, 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 they use those words and, and you can see why, right? They're being, they are being subliminally programmed. And the first thought that goes to my mind is, Wow, are you that weak-minded that you can't like, like, like you know, the Jedi master? Johnny, uh, Johnny, I say, yeah, I am. You mean the Federal Reserve Banking System? Yeah, yeah I'm still a part of it. Yeah, the biggest Ponzi scheme. It's sure, the biggest yep, totally, I am. Yeah, some, somebody said it. It's so true. But the reality is, it's so funny that they are being programmed that right, and so they're going to get that, and you're going to hear that. But, but Darcy asked the question: When are we going to start hearing good news? Here's when you're going to hear it. What? Yeah, exactly. Once well, all the big boys. Once all the institutions, once all the smart money, once the regulation comes in and all the smart money can get in, all you're going to hear is great news about this because they're going to pump this own bitch. They're going to pump that own bitch like they never pumped before. They're going to bring the air machines, get more air guns. They'll be pumping everything up left and right because then they're going to know they're in. The FOMO comes in and all the dumb money is going to come in and drive this own bitch up so high. It's going to be crazy. But we're not there yet because we know the four stages. First, they laugh at you. Then they ignore you. Then they fight you where we are right now for the next three, four years. And stage four, then they join you. And then we all go on. Then we go to the moon.
And Darcy, it's very, very simple. The reason that they're going to pump us, and I'm sure you already know this, the reason that they're going to pump this out to the masses in 2025 is because all of the institutions are getting in and buying this technology at a discount right now. So when the price is at a three, four, five X multiple, they're going to need someone to purchase that cryptocurrency. That's when the average retail investor comes in, guys. But we got 213 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Darcy, I'd love to give you a chance to say goodbye. Where can people find you on social media, whether that's YouTube or Twitter? And then uh, also your NFT project. Where can they learn more? Um, you can follow me at Darcy. I mean, listen, I tell people just Google me. You'll find me. I mean, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Twitter. I'm on. I'm everywhere. I'm like the eye in the sky. There you go. <laughs> But, uh, seriously though go on twitter and instagram uh go to add darcy donovan and on my facebook and youtube you can go to official darcy donovan and you know i do different things on different platforms I, so uh you know so we have and and i also do giveaways for you know fans and for people that come in we have a lot of fun um uh we have education we have inspiration we have we we laugh a lot which i i I love to tell my stupid jokes. So, you know, um, but, you know, I try to keep everything for, you know, I try to, I, I try to educate. And we also do actually, we have a start off Saturdays at, it starts at 2 PM. Well, actually the training starts at three, but we're trying to help mass adoption and to uh, people that don't know anything about it. I mean, there's so many people like, I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, if you come on Saturday, uh, I can't talk today, Star Dog Saturdays, um, which, you know, is going to be everywhere. Uh, you'll basically, we're going to be educating the public about Web3 and about, um, you know, how NFTs and how to onboard. So that's the big thing. So, um you know, I, 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 I'm really, really excited about uh, this next year, about the NFT project and about what I'm going to be able to do for the public. Um, I'm going to be able to give the public uh, just kind of just exactly what uh, crypto is doing for the public. I'm going to be able to give it back to the people. And, um, you know, we won't see any more of these Harvey Weinstein crap things happening. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, people, uh, you know, there's going to be so many opportunities to help people and especially in Web3. So, um, you know, I, I do need to say, I, I got to tell you all one of my jokes, though. Can I do that? Go ahead. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're, uh, what do clouds wear under their shorts? I don't know. Thunderpants! Oh. <laughs> Johnny Crypto, I think you and Darcy are going to get along. You guys have very similar sense of humor here. <laughs> awesome, guys. I want to close today's show out today by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to Gonzo. And of course, thank you to Darcy Donovan. We got 205 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, ah, get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go. Let's go.